Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Hi. Welcome back to the Damn Snack Bar. This is episode 118, and we are reading, or we have read, uh, Nine from the Nine Worlds. Hey, Extra Magnus Chase book. What did you think, Jack? What did I think? It was very, it was it was weird and it was interesting and it, I don't I honestly have no idea why it was made <laughs> the book itself because it doesn't really add to the ending of the story. Magnus is not in it at all. The nine stories of the there, he's not in it at all. I think he's mentioned twice. Yeah, and it's just Both, or one time from Alex and one time from Amelia. Yeah, and it's just. Thor going for a cross-country run and little random things happening in between. And it's like, okay. There's probably like two... I think there's like maybe two stories that actually have, you know, this is going to affect Ragnarok storylines. The rest of them are just random. And you're like, okay. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. They, um... it, It took me until story four to be like, oh, I like this. Mostly because story four was Hearth's story. <laughs> and then after that, I liked most of them after that. But I did not like the first three. Well, with um, when I got to Blitz's one, I was like, oh my god, this is just the Roadrunner. And, like, and Wily Coyote. <laughs> yeah, I read that one very late last night, so I don't actually remember yeah. anything that happens in Blitz's story. I was hallucinating um, during the, like, halfway, got halfway through Blitz's and my eyes kept on closing and drifting shut. And, you know, you know when you're so tired and trying to keep your eyes open that you start going cross-eyed because <laughs> you're like, <laughs> No, I usually get the, like, the slow blinks of, like, starting to fall asleep. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, time to put the book down. I get a thing. Other times I'm like, push through. <laughs> it's it's the push through moments that I'm like, and I'm trying to concentrate really hard, but I'm so freaking tired that I start to go cross-eyed and everything starts to blur together. And, then, oh. and that's when the slow links come in, but it's fully like, oh, it's me trying to keep my eyes open. Lol. And I'm focusing so hard that I go cross-eyed. Love that. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, okay, before we get into everything then, we do have an email. Oh, yay! Yeah. So I love an email. This email is from Fiona. Hello, Fiona. And Fiona said, "Hello, girls." Immediately, girls. I was like, "Oh God, "Hmm." are we children to you?" (laughs) I am a woman. (laughs) So Fiona said, "Hello, girls. I'm a somewhat more mature-aged woman than I assume is your average listenership. Probably. However, I stumbled across your podcast a little while ago and wanted to express how refreshing I find your passion for this subject." I came for the mythology, as my son loves the Percy Jackson series, and we're reading it together, but I must say that your sense of humour has entertained me the most. I originally found your podcast with the intention of sharing it with my son. (laughs) No. Seeing as your conversations tend to lean towards the, let's say, raunchy... (laughs) 
side of things, <laughs> I've decided to keep it to myself. You can introduce it to him later. Just not now. I do have fun laughing along with you in the car while I whilst I run errands. And let me tell you, thanks to your podcast, my son now thinks I'm an expert in all things Greek mythology. Yes. And has questions about Greek monsters and heroes lined up and ready to go. So I found that I've had to listen ahead on your episodes than where my son is actually up to reading with me. Shh, don't tell him. That's so beautiful. That's all you with the info. <laughs> Good luck with the future of the podcast, ladies. And thank you for making me look intelligent. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> Keep it up. Exclamation point. Yes. I love that. That's beautiful. Yes, we are a raunchy. Yeah, you might be our only listener who's like over the age of twenty-seven. <laughs> and twenty-seven's a generous number. I think, I think our average listener is like fourteen. No, our average listener is like nineteen, twenty. Cool. I'm happy with that because we say some interesting things. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, Fiona. Yes. Um, I didn't think that this was a place where you would come for like. Information. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're That's such a small part of the episodes, though. Like most of the time, it's just us talking about shit. Yeah, but every now and then you throw in. Actually, it's not even every now and then. Whenever we find something new, like a god or a monster, you're there with the his- history, with the research to back it up. Because <laughs> I'm like, how else do we flesh out this episode? No way. It's cool as. That's most of what I have today informational stuff yeah. cool well then Fiona you're in for a lesson yeah <laughs> here we go <laughs> it feels like I'm lecturing now no uh, don't like that I'm not a professor uh uh-uh. uh horrible that? me well you're a smiley pants so I didn't know all of this beforehand I knew some of it you're a smiley pants <laughs> not all of it I know nothing <laughs> okay well thank you Fiona that's very lovely of you to say Please don't let your son listen to this. How old are you? I already got yelled at you. By our, like, cousin. He's, he's, like, ten? Is this? Anyway, uh, we saw him for dinner a couple of weeks ago, and he basically yelled at me and said that we need to clean up our act so that he can listen to the podcast. Oh! (laughs) And I was like, I see, I wasn't there for that conversation. (laughs) No. They know about our podcast? (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's even funnier! (laughs) I love that. And so, apparently, he's super disappointed disappointed that that his dad won't let him (laughs) listen to it because (laughs) I'm not filtering myself, get (laughs) fucked. Because we are, as Fiona says, raunchy. (laughs) I will say whatever I want. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you, Fiona. Um, let's get into this is the an book unpaid show. job. I'll say what I want. All right, Joe, <laughs> I need the recap song, please. It's a recap, it is time for a recap. <laughs> it's so much louder than usual. I mean, I know I it's did tell you. the mic's far away. <laughs> <laughs> It'll still hear you. It's fine. Oh, yeah, guys, um, if this recording sounds a little different to usual, it's because we had some technical difficulties, but we're doing all right. My computer hates me, but that's, yeah, no. It's because I updated it before. I bet you that's why. Oh, okay. Anyways, okay. So in Magnus Chase, Nine from the Nine Worlds, Thor is going on a jog to get on a TV show. So obviously Rick wrote a book about it. <laughs> it just means that Thor has a basically one line cameo yep. in all of the short stories as he literally runs through the Nine Worlds. But anyway, Amia is getting stuck in skin suits. Uh, Mallory is trading insults with a dragon. Halfborn is just professing his love for his maybe, maybe not girlfriend. Which is um, very fast. It's not yeah. real at all. 
And Hearth is once again displaying some top-notch power with his magic building, and we're all here for it. Yep. Some other stuff happens as well. Blitz is being Wily Coyote. <laughs> yeah, some other stuff happens. I don't really remember a whole lot. TJ, TJ I liked his. rescuing a dog. I liked his. Yeah, his was good. I really, yeah, it was nice. And Hearthborn's going rage cage on some innocent dragons. <laughs> That's what I said. TJ? Oh, I read that as Hearth. <laughs> no, not Hearth. No. So, anyways, yeah. Um, the oh, sorry. When you said half born, I read half because I was looking at it, and I was like, maybe, maybe your girlfriend. I was like, ah, oh, no, half is not dating the cow nymph or whatever it is. Whatever. What kind of mythological mythological creature is she? I've had a drink. She's a holder. Holder. Sorry, my bad. Anyway, yes. She's part cow. Yes. She's got a tail. Little cute titty. Anyways, so, uh, yeah, we're looking at uh, Asgard, just another another decapitated head by Odin. Uh, Midgard, this is why I hate clothes shopping by Amir Fadlin. Uh, Nidavellir, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine by Blitzen. Uh, in Alfheim, speaking of trolls by Hearthstone. Jotunheim, my eighth grade physics actually comes in handy by Samira Al-Abbas. I wasn't a fan of that one. Uh, in, yeah. Helfheim, in Helheim, Nice Doggy by Thomas Jefferson <laughs> Jr. In Niflheim, So's Your Face by Mallory Keane. Uh, in Vanaheim, Well, That Was a Surprise by <laughs> Half One Gunderson. And Nine in Muspelheim, I Play With Fire by Alex Fierro. And then one page of Thor saying that his goal was kind of achieved. Not even. It was like three sentences. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to point out the ones that actually had anything that were worthwhile to read, which ironically you were like, they're the boring ones. <laughs> yeah, but they're actually affecting Ragnarok. So Samira's, Thomas J. Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson Jr., TJ's, and um, Alex's. They were the only three that had anything to do with the overall plot and what may be the rest. No, Mallory's did. Because if the dragon gets through Yggdrasil, then it's one of the signs of Ragnarok coming. Yeah, but he was just chilling. He wasn't planning on going anywhere. But he was eating it. But he does that anyway, doesn't he? Yeah, but the trading of insults is to distract him from his job. Oh, okay. Well, then four. Four out of the nine <laughs> were the only ones that were like, oh, they're doing something. The rest of them were just, I feel like, just stories that Rick was like. What about Odin's? Let's make a book. It was about Valkyries. I don't really know. Nothing really happened. It was like ten pages. Yeah, it was him sending Samira on a mission, and then the actual mission was her story. Yeah. It's just him checking in on Valhalla. You know, he was he was trying to find a new Valkyrie drill sergeant. That's what I said. Right. Sorry, my brain's not catching up. <laughs> okay, so, so yes. one the other. In the first story, just another decapitated head... When I was reading the, the chapter titles, I didn't realise it was by Odin. I thought it was going to be Mimia, because Same. he is a floating head. Yeah. But yeah, then it wasn't. And that story was really boring, and there was only, like, one thing that I had to, like, look up, and that was, I wondered if the old Valkyrie, who had been cast out of the Valkyries or whatever, when they were picking a new one, I wondered if she had a story. She doesn't. She just mentioned in one. Yeah. So yeah, that was really boring. So let's it's move really on to the boring. next And it's, it's the opening story, and you're like, wow, yeah. that's not a very good way to hook people no, in No, it's really book, not. Rick. Yeah. Slacker. But then the second story, with Amir, 
and trying on some clothes. That was freaky. It was disgusting. It was and that is actually a thing. Ew! Just in folklore. There's no proof that it was a real thing, except for one artist's imitation of the pants. Ugh. And it's, like, hung in a museum. Anyway, so the pants are called... Let me pronounce it right. Yeah, Amir's getting ready for his engagement party, and he goes yeah. to get some clothes from Blitzen's place. Blitzen's not there, and a rando gets him to try on a pair of pants, and the pants are... Well, they're called Nobrokes. Oh, I thought they were called Necro Pants. They are. That's the other name for them. <laughs> but the Norse name for them is Nobrokes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm reading your notes because I'm like, what happened? Again, I read this at night time. We were hallucinating and I was like, hmm. Anyway, and so the first note that I had about these pants is just that one line um, that Stan, who is not a character in Norse Smith at all, it's just the name of a guy. Yeah. Stan said something like, and you'll never take these pants off or you'll never be able to get them off. And immediately I just thought of the spray on shoes from Clyde and Jules and Meatballs. I was like, he's never taking them off. One trip wonder. Yeah. yeah. But so necro pants are also called corpse britches. Can I just quickly tell you, I read that as corpse bitches. <laughs> they, they're literally corpse britches. Like, they're, they're a pair of pants that are made from the skin of a dead human. Uh, and they were believed to be a kind of witchcraft that was capable of producing an endless supply of money. Salads of the lambs who? Yeah, it's a bit gross. So, I actually have, like, a, a like recipe if you want to make some for yourself. <laughs> so what you have to do is... So just, just skin you along. <laughs> yeah. If you want to make your own uh, nabrokes, then you have to get permission from a living man uh, to use his skin after he dies. And then after he's been buried, you have to dig up his body from the church graveyard. It's uh, so specifically the church. church graveyard. Okay. And then you have to flay the skin of his corpse oh. from the waist down in one piece. Can't be any holes in it. Except for one hole in the scrotum. Yep. Yep. So you got to make sure there are no holes in it except for that one hole. Because then when you step into the pants, they have to stick to your skin like glue. And if there's any more than the scrotum hole... Like a second skin. Yes. If there's any more holes in it, then it'll just tear. And it'll just... It won't be any good. Um... Yeah, so then you have to take a coin from a wretchedly poor widow. She can't oh. just be poor and widowed. She has to be wretchedly. She has to be like this is her last coin, kind of poor. Oh. Yeah, you have to steal it from her. You can't even ask for it. You have to steal it, and you have to steal it at a specific time of year. You what? have to steal it and time as well, yeah. like a dusk. <laughs> you have to steal it and then place it in the scrotum hole. Along with writing a magic rune, like a demonic rune, yeah. in the scrotum hole as well. Um, and then from then, you'll be able to reach your hand into the scrotum hole <laughs> and pull out as much wealth as you want without ever running out, as long as you keep the original coin in that spot and you never remove it. What the actual fuck? Yeah. And then... To ensure your own salvation, so, like, to make sure that you don't go to hell when you die, you have to convince someone else to take ownership of the pants. Um, but you can only take one leg out of the pants at a time. 
So Somebody has to be ripe and ready. Yes. So you have to take your right leg out and someone puts their right leg in. And then unlocks it so that you can take your left leg out. And then they have to immediately put it on their left leg. But if they don't, you have to take it back. Yeah. How how immediate (laughs) is immediate? Like a second? Yeah. No, no, no. Like there's no hesitation. Oh. You can fumble a little bit as long as you don't rip the pants. God. Yeah. Otherwise, they just... They just won't give you an endless supply of money anymore. But and you'll still be hell. stuck on you. And you'll go to hell. Ah, yes! So, yeah, they were a type of satanic magic. Um, they come from a time when Christianity had, like, just come into Iceland and the pagan, um, like, beliefs were starting to seem barbaric and blasphemous. Well, it so, seemed pretty blasphemous. Yes. <laughs> and so then it was sort of believed that if you were to put these pants on, you were making a pact with the devil. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing Great Uncle Jerry's legs. <laughs> yeah. What are you so, sporting today? So, yes. When you steal the coin, it has to be stealing. Stealing. It has to be stolen <laughs> at a specific time of day. So you can only... You can only steal it on one of three major church festivals. Oh. And you have to steal it during mass between the reading of the epistle and the gospel. Oh, God. Yeah. So basically... He's not helping anyone. While everybody else is paying attention to the sermon, you have to be going around pickpocketing all of the wretchedly poor old women who who were about to give their last coin to the church anyway. Because you know how there's that story that's like when people were paying taxes and this one woman gave up like one coin and this other guy gave up like 10,000. Like poured half of his wallet in there. Yeah. But then God favored her more because she gave up her entire savings whereas he only gave half of his. Yeah, she got special treatment because of yeah. that. Yeah, so she's about to spend her last coin donating it to the church. But he's just stolen it, so now she's going to go to hell because she's got nothing to give the church. Oh my god! <laughs> Love politics. Yeah. Um, so yes, then the wearer of the uh, of the pants was all but guaranteed damnation in hell. So yes, he only has one chance to redeem his immortal soul, and that's to convince someone else to take the pants from him. Uh, yes, and then he has to take his right leg and then his left leg and Blah, blah, blah. So he's both doomed himself yes. and a random lady. Yes. Goodness. I'm assuming it's a man too. <laughs> yes. Well then, if he is unsuccessful and he died with the pants on, then not only would he go he to hell. Because he got stabbed for stealing old ladies' coins. <laughs> not only would he go to hell, his corpse would be torn apart by lice. I love it. The second that he died. I love it. And his immortal soul would be damned to hell. Good. So he's damned twice. Yeah, get out of here. And that's all yeah. I have to say about Necropants. Creepy, yucky weirdo. About Nebrokes. And so when I was reading See, that... it sounds like a real brand. <laughs> when I was reading that word in the story, all I could imagine was me looking at those pants and going, nah, bro, I don't want to put them on. <laughs> It sounds terrible. like Reeboks or whatever they're called. You know the shoe yes. brand? The Brooks? Yeah. Is it Reebrooks? No. Reeboks? Re-bo- it is Reeboks. Yeah. Okay. 
You can tell I'm a shoe novice, guys. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that Reeboks are like an old man shoe. That's what I mean. That's a whole man you're wearing the stuff. Lol. Um, yeah, but you would fine. never, you would never catch me wearing a person's skin suit aside from my own. That's mine. And you're not going to share your skin suit with anyone. <laughs> no, that's <foul. laughs> You're like, no, it's my skin But it's suit. also, we're like safe from anybody trying to use us as a skin suit. Because Why? we don't have a scrotum. True. So ours already has a hole True. in it. I don't know what they and do also, about... also, all of our family members are already rich. Well, I don't know what they do about <laughs> the asshole. Because <laughs> yeah. they just shit hole. into the pants and it dribbles down until it goes out the scrotum hole. No, 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 no. Like, when you cut it off, there's going to be a hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tight, firm buttocks. I guess. Maybe you have to sew the butt shut. No, because you gotta you got to slough it off in one go. No, as in before you slough it off, you sew the butt <gasps> shut. Yeah, maybe. And then you're like, all right, let's shimmy this off you oh, and your skeleton and muscles and tendons. Absolutely. Also, bad. they're already dead and pre-buried. You have to wash them first. Well, at least because you know you got to be a bit rough, so you got to. I don't know. I feel like there would be some care taken because you've you've had to make this deal with this person. What kind of fucking person is being like, "Yes, please use my legs after uh, I die"? And the insinuation that it was Amir's family member or you know ancestors. Oh yeah, I found nothing about that. that in here. And I was like, "Excuse." I was probably made up story just to make the story. Excuse me, sorry, but yeah, a bit gross. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I mean, in the story, Amir is saved by Alex, and Alex and like, Sam, yeah, like chops the pants yeah, off, like slashes, slashes, and he's like, "Oh God, I don't know what it was." Yeah, technically, he should have been able to take them off, though. Yeah. So Stan it's in this story right was now. giving me very much Procrustes vibes from The Lightning Thief, the guy with the stretcher beds. Yeah, the beds. That's the kind of vibes he was giving me. But I love that immediately. I love that Amir didn't question whether whether Stan was one of Blitz's employees. But Alex immediately was like, "Blitz would never employ you." No, he doesn't. Blitz doesn't trust anyone with his shop. He only trusts the homeless kids at um, the Chase Shelter. Yeah, what's it called again? Chase Space. Space. Chase Space. Yeah, he only trusts those kids to run his shop. Wouldn't have some random old guy. <laughs> yeah, he looks creepy as hell. Mm. Also, Alex has better sight than Mia does. Mia has the sight, but, you know, Alex has better sight. <laughs> and so it was probably yeah. like, you're yucky. <laughs> you're <laughs> sketchy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, pretty foul. And, and that's happen. the end of the first story. Yeah. Or the second story, I guess, because we skipped past Odin, really. Yeah, because he's... And then the third story is Blitz's story. Take it away, Joe, because I remember nothing. <laughs> so Blitz's... Well, Blitz's story piggybacks. They all kind of connect through... It's like an ongoing storyline. It's all like they happen on the same day, kind of. Yeah, jumpy. same day or two, whatever it is. Anyway... And so it piggybacks from the question of why wasn't Blitz at his store? Because uh, he left to go get some materials from... Nidalabir. Nidalabir. Yep, that's a made-up word. <laughs> anyway, the dwarf realm. Yes. <laughs> he went to go get some stuff from there, um, materials, and he was just trying to avoid Junior. Junior. Yeah. <laughs> Who he has a, an ongoing feud with. Anyway. And then all of a sudden, he's sneaking around and being sneaky. And he goes into a bar and accidentally gets cornered by Nimia, 
the floating head guy, yeah. who he used to be enslaved to, and Blitz was like, I don't want to talk to you, and Mimir was like, well, he kind of have to, because it, uh, well, it depends on it, and apparently, um, so Thor, doing his marathon, is going through all the realms, yeah. um, just on his morning jog, Yeah, because this is what's driving the plot of all these stories, Thor, <laughs> Yeah, and so Blitz is instructed to go and save Thor from a dwarf that has beef with Thor from years ago. The th- dwarf was supposed to marry Thor's daughter Thrud. Oops. Thor's daughter Thrud, um, but Thor petrified him. And what's the... Albus. Yeah. Albus was petrified before they could marry Thor's daughter because Thor petrified him. But all of a sudden he's become unpetrified, I can't remember how, and is probably gonna... Probably was bathed in a river. Yeah, probably. And, uh, yeah, is gonna try and seek out revenge as Thor runs through Nibelovir, the dwarf realm. Yeah. <laughs> and so Blizzard's been in charge to keep Thor safe, and literally the whole vibes of this entire Blitz story is Kaya, the roadrunner and Wily e. Coyote. Right. Thor the only part of it that I could remember is that he made, like, a mini sun tanning bed. Yeah, he, he made, like, a yeah a sun laser beam. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So he's running through. Thor's doing his morning jog, i.e. Um, Roadrunner. And then the ki- wily coyote would be Alvis, who comes in and tries to club him on the head. I was like, this is giving cartoon vibes so much. And Blitz laser beams him, and he misses out. And then pushes him, because he, he was like, my options are to kill him and create even more enemies. Yeah. Or just petrify him again and then, you know, uh, uh, re-alive him <laughs> yeah. in running water. And so Blitz is like, well, let's choose the not murderous option. And yeah, petrifies him and then pushes him into a river and then runs away. Full story. And Thor's so oblivious to all of it. We stand. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not really... Thing happens, no. There's not really anything else in Alvis's story that you haven't already said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's great. Awesome. So let's move on to Hearth's story, because I love Hearth's story. <laughs> but I also hate Hearth's story, because I'm like, Rick, so make a decision. <laughs> make a decision on where you want Hearth to stand, okay? Yeah. Is Inge his maybe girlfriend? Or his crush? Or his sister? <laughs> no, not his sister. Or just like... Sister-ish. Yeah, like well, vibes wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> yes, in Hearth's story, he goes to Alfheim because he's got a magic little bracelet made out of Inge's hair, and <laughs> well, actually, it starts off with him teaching TJ swear words <laughs> in sign language, which I find really cute. Yeah, yeah. I also love that Hearth has a bedroom at um, Valhalla now. Yeah. He and Blitz too. Don't they share a room? I don't know. Because they're guests? I don't know. Just thought they permanently had a room now. Cute, cute, cute. Um, Love it. Yeah, anyway. But then as he's sort of teaching him swear words, he gets or the little bracelet on his wrist start, like, starts like twinkling and TJ's like, what's that? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> what's well, that doing? <laughs> And so Magnus and Magnus, half is like, oh, fuck, means Inge is in trouble, have to go. And Tito's like, I can't understand you, so, okay, bye. <laughs> He's like, he just ran off. Okay, is our lesson over? <laughs> yeah, and then half gets through, or uses the world tree to get to Alfheim, like, so quickly. 
solves like half the problems in all the magnets. Yes. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you guys just travel that way, dummies? Um, yeah, makes it to Alfheim, and then he's like looking for Inge. She's not on his dad's property, and so he has to go looking to like the other neighborhood properties. And he basically uses the bracelet as like a warmer, warm colder, warm, <laughs> oh, warmer, warmer. Marco. Yeah, basically. <laughs> as like some kind of beacon and makes it to like the next richest house on the street or something and then turns out that our two best friends ex-cops wildflower and sunspot are there and they're now renter cops security team <laughs> security guards and, who are shit at their jobs yeah half like basically just like looks at them and then just like they're like, out of my way and they're like oh my god so scary it's Hop's turn Alderman he's so scary and we're like oh my god <laughs> and so they kind of like let him pass but then turns out that they just really called for their backup which is a big troll who trolls half for the entire rest of the story <laughs> <laughs> basically like tries to stop half from going inside and demanding that they give Inge back and all of this and half trying to remember how to defeat a troll and turns out you just have to say their name and yeah. he uses like his smarty smarts to do it and the troll is to like, oh my god, him. I couldn't find anything on that troll itself. And then I couldn't really find anything on, like, the magical laws around it. Oh, like, I kind of found, like, a little bit on trolls in, like, Scandinavia and in Norse stuff. But not anything, like, related to the story. Was there a description of what a troll looks like? Because I can't really remember. And so I was just imagining Ollie from Barbie movie. Ollie loves lunch. <laughs> See, I was imagining like a like a stone giant, but mostly I was imagining the stone giants from um, Frozen Two. Oh, okay. Like on the river, because my, not, he's not a stone giant. My other so. option was the troll from Harry Potter, and I was like, no way would he have the coordination and brain power to. Well, so in Scandinavian folk belief, trolls were kind of attested to look pretty similar to human beings. Okay. Without any really any difference about them, the so humans are trolls. <laughs> the only difference was that trolls chose to live in like separation from society. So basically, if you're like a loner or if you're like a hermit who like doesn't believe in socializing, you're a troll. So which is Andrew, which is like super funny that like modern like now yeah that's what we call like a person online who's in someone's basement like not leaving and not talking to anyone you call them a troll that's hilarious yeah it is hilarious oh my god that's actually hilarious that's actually hilarious yeah and so then the only other things that i could like kind of find on trolls specific to like norse myth is that they're afraid of lightning because it means thor's coming and so then by extension they're afraid of like any kind of loud noise and then it was kind of described that when Christianity started to come into Scandinavia, um, anywhere there was a church, there weren't any trolls because the church bells kind of reminded loud. them of lightning <laughs> somehow. And so they just like, don't ever come near. Just reminds me of the constant ringing of church bells. Just reminds me, we forgot to mention that the playlist that Thor has playing while he's <laughs> running around is a rock playlist. And not rock music. He's just listening to rocks being moved and stuff. I just thought it was really funny because it's in this bit. As he's running, he's jogging and just going, rock, 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 rock. I thought that was funny. <laughs> Thanks. 
easily amused. <laughs> That's another bit where I'm easily amused. The Mallory story. I was gonna say, I know exactly which part. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then the only other things that I could like come across is that you know how like a lot of old churches are like made out of boulders and stones and that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's kind of said to be that because trolls like hated churches, they apparently tried to destroy churches for a little while, kind of like (laughs) us with emus, just like never never gonna win that battle. Like Uh there's always gonna be another church, and so then the trolls would use like big stones and boulders to like throw at the church and destroy it. And then they would leave being like, yes, oh my god, church is destroyed. But then the people would just be like, great, a wall. <laughs> Another bolt. <laughs> great, we, we didn't even have to move it ourselves. We'll be like, great, now we can extend the church and yeah. make a back room. Yeah, thanks for adding to the property. You know, <laughs> bonus room. <laughs> so funny. So yeah, that's kind of kind of what I. Well, when life gives you lemons, <laughs> it's all that I know about stones. Um, they're also like kind of the same as uh, dwarves. They like petrify in sunlight. So oh. the troll in. Uh, half the story is wearing like he's decked out in sun yeah, to make sure that he doesn't every time I think about Elf Hive though I just think of that you know that clip from Luca where it's like Anastasia's he's like oh really bright at here yeah that's because of the sun don't look directly at it I'm just kidding you stare at it all day you start seeing sparkly lights <laughs> yeah what it makes me think of. Yeah, and then I mean that story <laughs> ends with Magnus, Magnus, half being amazing, and then defeating the troll. And whoever owns the house obviously saw it from inside and basically chucks Inge out onto the front lawn. And is like, we don't want her anymore. Yeah, oh my god, this is too much trouble. All right, take her. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Stupid. So yeah, and then Inge like gives him the biggest hug. And then, do they kiss? I don't remember. Mm, Does she kiss hug, him? I think it felt romantic. Ew. Didn't like. It's a lie. Didn't ill romance? Well, it's a lie because Blitz and Arthur are in love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then so next was Sam's story. I will say, I was disappointed in the lack of individu- individuality. Oh, yeah. Use. Feels like everyone's the same person. Everyone, because we keep going, Magnus. No, it's not Magnus. Actually, that's not true. Half didn't feel like the same. And TJ didn't feel like the same. To no, me. TJ did feel different. Um... Halfborn felt different. Mallory didn't feel different. To me, yeah, Halfborn felt di- so. Halfborn felt different. Um, Sam felt different for me, mm. but everybody else, like I feel like Hearthstone wasn't different enough. I was like, you know, it's not. It's not giving his broodiness enough. I don't know. I felt like Hearthstone felt different to me because he like wasn't speaking, obviously, and yeah. like. There were still, like, little things about that enough that I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. This I is just, how we're remembering that. I just think they half-assed it. I was like, you could have done a better job at This book, where each story is only ten pages, he half-assed it, Jack? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure this is the stance that we're taking with this book? I am. It's true. Yeah. Which is a bit sad, especially because, like, the last story felt like... You could leave this open-ended enough that it could maybe turn into another book if you wanted it to. Mm. But then they didn't. They didn't. Or yet to be seen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Alex, Mallory, Blitz, they were just, I was like, this is all just Magnus. You just didn't, you didn't try at all. They're all the same. I don't like it. Yeah. Who else was that? I can't remember. (laughs) 
Anyway, so Sam's story. What happened, Joe? Right, so she is... This is piggybacking from Odin's um, st- beginning story, which is... So Sam's here's number one Valkyrie who does special missions. He's got a special mission for her. And this one actually feels like it affects the overall plot of Magnus Chase series because, hello, yeah. it's about postponing Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, and so this story revolves slightly around... It's just gathering intel, but it's about Ragnarok, which is Sam has to go and take a photo of um, an egg that's currently being held in Niflheim. Jotunheim. The land of Jotuns. The giants. Giants. I'm so good at this. The land of the giants where one of the rooster, like... It's not hatched yet, um, but it's... Like well, that's a, what she's going to see. Yeah. She, she's going to check up on an egg that when it hatches, it will have a rooster that will yotel. Yotel? What do roosters do? Crow. Wow, good job, Joe. <laughs> when Ragnarok is coming, it will crow. So, they're worried... Like, what's his name? Odin was worried about the progress of the hatching egg, so sent Samira. there are three of them. There are three of them. One of them is in Jotunheim, and the other two are safely in Asgard. Well, one's in Valhalla, one's in Hell. Oh. <laughs> I'm very good at this. And remembering storylines. Uh, anyway, the whole point is that she's going to go and take an update photo for yeah. Odin. And she's she's going to live stream it to him. Yeah. She's a vlogger. She is a vlogger. Anyway, and she goes and she just has to get the giant off the egg so she could take a photo. And I don't know if the giant thought he would hatch it quicker by sitting on it. He's just question mark. But also, think, that's a really strong egg. I think, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of those like, videos where people put eggs in like their golden retriever's mouth and see if it'll crush the egg and it's just like, I'm going to hold your egg. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm holding it. I thought you wanted to say it's I think you're going to say it's like those videos where people try and oh. break an egg in their bicep and forearm. Oh, built different. <laughs> and I thought it was really funny that some people were confused about how hard that is to actually do. And you're like, yeah. Also, why would you want to yeah, do that? You get egg all over your arm. Yuck. Yuck, yuck. Also, you waste a perfectly good egg. <laughs> yeah, there's a shortage right now. Excuse you. No, no. Did you Don't know be that? wasting eggs. No, I didn't know there's a shortage. Yeah. Shit. Eggs are my favourite food. That and potatoes. And there's also a shortage of potato... Potato... <laughs> there's also a shortage of potatoes, apparently. Yeah. My doom everything! Yeah. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm dying! Yeah, so the three roosters. The first one's name is... Gull and Camby, which means golden comb. <laughs> and it, it's the one that lives in Valhalla, and it's the one that's already hatched. Yes. Correct, yeah. Uh, Not yodeling anytime soon, though. Yeah, so then the the one that Sam's going to check up on, its name is Fiela. Not to be confused with Fiela the robber. Fiela and Yela. <laughs> Not to be confused with that one, the murderer. Right. Uh, and so Fiela means hider or deceiver, which is funny because that's what it was doing to Odin this whole story. <laughs> and then the last one doesn't have a name because it's... Um, super elusive and lives in hell and I'm but assuming it's still that, an egg right yeah it's still yeah. an egg and it just the name is not just stated nowhere and yeah. so Odin's taking it upon himself to name the egg nameless cool. or the, the bird inside the egg nameless I guess yeah. um yeah and so that's 
pretty much it. I mean, Sam uses her brain to get the harp yeah. to wake up the um, the giant. It reminded me of um, Homecoming. No. Far From Home. No. What's the last Spider-Man movie? No Way Home. No Way Home. <laughs> this is just math. I can do math. I love math. <laughs> You're great at math. Um, yeah. But then turns out like all of her hard work in like doing maths meant nothing because Thor just came along and she was like, oh, I'll just touch him. And so he well, like, ran away with this harp like bouncing along behind him, basically screaming at its owner being like, come and save me. <laughs> yeah, like Jack and the Beanstalk kind of thing, which is also how it's depicted in the story. But she did do the math right. It's just she wasn't physically strong enough. I know. She sucked at it. <laughs> Another reason to hate Sam. Check. <laughs> Not strong enough. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the whole story. It is. And then we get into... But once again, Thor shows up. <laughs> we get into TJ's story, and I love this story because it reminds me of Spot. It does, yes. Very reminds much. me of Spot. Love it. So this one, yeah, is about TJ. He basically gets pulled into hell by hell <laughs> and she's like hey I lost my dog and you have to go find it for me or I'm going to torture because. your mother just because it the logistics of that one feel a bit loose compared to the others like all the others are like yeah this makes sense for this character to be doing this is the like first one actually no the Emmy one doesn't really make sense but this is the first one that's like why would TJ need to go to hell also why is every single like warrior like Valhalla warrior that we've met why are all of their relatives in hell are they all how did they all get to be dishonorable dead surely they all went and lived surely some of them went somewhere else that's a good point never thought about it because like Alex almost got tempted in the last book by her ancestor in hell Magnus's mum is in hell and his uncle and that whole family how did they die dishonorably they died because it was Randy's fault. Yeah, didn't Alex's mum stay behind and fight the wolves? Alex's mum. Alex's Magnus's <laughs> mum. Like, Loki wouldn't be fighting. Sorry. Wolves. Didn't Natalie stay behind and fight off the wolves so that Magnus could escape? Yeah. Shouldn't she have died some kind of honourable death? That's just rude. Yeah. And then I don't remember how TJ's mum died, but I don't understand why she's in hell. I don't think she was a warrior at all. I think she was just a mum. <laughs> Rip a Rooney. So, another reason to not become a mum. You'll go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't isn't the whole point... See, but hell doesn't actually see... See, this is another thing they're depicting... Just because it's called Hellheim and her name is Hell, they're depicting all these dishonourable deaths and going to hell. They're all just, like, regular people. Just because they're not warriors. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason. (laughs) Like, just because they're not... Yeah, Warriors and you know fighting a random. Maybe Helen just found it dishonorable that TJ's mom got with Tia. Maybe. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? What's her thing against Tia? Because that's the reason that she brought TJ down there. I think it's just he's another Asgardian. Oh okay. Is it called an Asia? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just her issue. <laughs> oh okay. She's anyway, like you're with Odin. TJ the job of chasing after her dog. Because she's like, that dog is trained to sniff out any child of Tia, so you just have to follow him enough until he smells you, because he'll stop chasing after Thor, because he thinks he's a new chew toy, until, <laughs> yeah, he'll smell you. Rock, 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 yeah. rock. <laughs> he'll smell you, and then you just have to bring him back to his cave. And so, basically, <laughs> the dog's name is Garm. 
<laughs> and I love Garm <laughs> because Garm is he's described as a blood-stained guardian of Hell's Gate, but he's basically just a hellhound, but just like a little bit more bloody than like, yeah. Spot. He just needs a bath. Yeah. And his name means rag, <laughs> like a dirty rag. Um, and he is said to be two canines, what Odin is to gods. So he's like the best of the best of the canines. Oh. And the best of the best of all the dogs and all of the dog-like animals, so wolves and everything. And I just had a note that was like, Fenris is quaking. <laughs> yeah, does that mean he is better than Fenris? Yeah. Interesting. Well, Gum's been given a very specific job to do. Fenris is just... Chilling. Yeah, basically. Tied and up. complaining about it. Chilling. Little bitch. <laughs> anyway, so then, yeah, a lot of, or some scholars, we'll call them, tried to say that Garm and Fenris were the same dog, or the same wolf, because both are fated to fight with, oh, that's why, because both are fated to fight with Tyr at, right. um, at Ragnarok, and Tyr's going to kill both of them. Oh, no. Tyr would kill Garm, but Fenris would kill Tyr? I thought Garm was... Supposed to kill him. Thought that was the whole story. Kill Tia. Yeah. Well, there you go. So what does Fenris do? Starts right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> has beef with him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but so that's like the reason people think they're the same dog. But I, I just think that Tia fights dogs. <laughs> they're different dogs. Because otherwise, Garm is just like, like, a real battle. Like, if they're the same dog, then they're just letting Fenris like run around in Helheim. And no one's doing anything about it. And it's like, well, if he's broken free of his chain, then he's... Then Ragnarok is coming. Yeah. So they have to be two separate dogs. Anyway, so yeah. We get to see some of TJ's amazing battle skills. And mostly, it's kind of framed like Garm is, like, angry and, like, trying to get at him. But I read it as, like, oh my god, he wants to play! Yeah. And is that he just does rough play. Yeah. And so TJ was, like, scared. But then he, like, got, like, Boulder's help and used the poison dart, the mistletoe dart, which Boulder was like, it's poison? <laughs> TJ's like, what, TJ's like, what, what are you doing this? down here? Surely you have a library of dishonored books or something. <laughs> it was like, you've had this in your chest for centuries and you still haven't yeah. even bothered to figure out what it is. Stupid. Yeah. And so then he manages to, like, scratch Gum with the dart, to which Gum just, like... <clears throat> It's, like, on his side or something, and he just... The way that Rick described it was, like, Garm used his back leg to just, like, scratch at his neck, and I was like, that's such a puppy thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's so cute. And then the most iconic thing that TJ decides to do is he needs to get onto higher ground. So what does he do? He takes the boulder. He does. He can't help himself. He can't help it. He's just one frame of mind. He's like, I've tried evasive, I've tried running, I've tried the frontal assault. Yeah. Time to climb a hill. Yeah. And you're like, you know what I've just realized is that Helot or Hell didn't even need to get TJ's mum as an incentive, like torturing her as an incentive for him to do the job. She could have just challenged him to it. Yeah. Big time. It's and he would have been like, fuck, all right. My name is Ella. I am enchanted. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that's, I mean, and that's pretty much the end of that. He got him back in his cave. Nothing. And then Kel immediately sent him home and was like, bye. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you've done well. TJ was like, fucking thanks. Yeah. And then she's like, and you will maybe get to see your mom. Maybe. Yeah. I might let her visit. And he's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't torture her. <laughs> and then we went into Mallory's story. And Mallory's story. I was like, it's your turn. <laughs> Sorry. 
And Mallory's story is that she's frustrated with Halfborn. Half what? What a shock. Her boy. Oh, by the way, he's her boyfriend now. <laughs> yeah. I was just checking that I said that phrase correctly. <laughs> yes, he's her boyfriend now. And um, he wants to go shopping. And she's like, no, don't spend your money on that. And he's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And then she walks off in a half. And in a half? Yeah, in a half. Mallory? Yeah. And then she just goes through a random door. He has in me? Yeah, in her huffy state, she goes through a random door and accidentally winds up at the bottom of... Niflheim. Niflheim. And then... The cold one. The cold one. And then the funniest thing ever happens, because how could it not work? Because Thor needs to make his appearance. Yeah. And she's stumbling around trying to hold onto a glacier, but then she finds a snowdrift and she's like, I am lost. <laughs> yes, I am. And it's also taking forever to get through this snowdrift. And so what happens? Thor comes on his jog, rock, 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 and um, creates a fart cloud that clears the snow. Yeah. And so it's... She's got a fart clear a church. <laughs> it's stongy, but it's so acidic and, and hot. And gassy. And yeah. gassy that it literally melts the snow. Oh. It creates a trench for her to walk through. It's the most disgusting and funny thing. Yeah. And Mallory is like, I love this. This and is so helpful. I literally just her reaction up. Oh, God! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> Wait, obviously, see a obviously, she can't keep up with Thor, though. So, like, she manages to, like, get through his carved path as quickly as possible but then gets lost again because the snow comes back in and she's like fuck well, what do I do now and then she comes across a hot spring called Hvergelmir uh, and it's basically one of the one of the wells of spring water that Yggdrasil lives in so yeah. it has it has three big roots um, of three that sit in three different uh, springs. I don't remember where the other two are. <laughs> but yes, this is the base of Yggdrasil. And Mallory's like, oh, well, great. I can use that to get back to Valhalla. I know the way. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's great. And so then she, like, tries to find a good spot to climb up on it. And what happens to her? She accidentally stands on What's-His-Face, the dragon, who's at the bottom of the room. Needhog! Needhogs! She accidentally stands on him, and he goes, Excuse me! Why? Well, she doesn't notice. Yeah, yeah, well. He doesn't then, notice till she realizes who he is, and then she's like, Fuck, she's like, oh shit. Gonna... She's like, well, let's sum up a trade um, so that I can get out of here safely. And she's like, wow. He's trying to think of insults, but he's really bad at it, to insult the birds at the top of the tree, which are called... They're just called the eagles. I don't know their names. He's trying to figure up... Figure up? He's trying to figure out some insults to give the birds, the eagles, Um, but he's doing a real poor job at it, so she goes, wow, I am great at these things. (laughs) So she comes up with a bunch of insults for him uh, to give to... Mr. Squirrel to take up to the eagles. He becomes the greatest character in this whole book because he is a pumpkin. Oh, the dragon. Yeah. yeah. Needhog is an absolute pumpkin because she's like giving him example insults, insults and he's getting like offended and actually like hurt by it. Yeah. Like, he's like, it was really mean. I don't <laughs> know why you would say something like that. Like at one point, um, she describes the look on his face as having been whacked on the snout with a newspaper, a rolled up newspaper. And I was like, oh, 
poor dragon. He's just, I mean, he's trying to do his job, and <laughs> his eagle's being mean to him, and so he feels like he has to be mean back, and I feel like the eagle started it. And the squirrel probably doesn't help. Yeah, no, he's just trying to fend for himself, because he's like, I'm trying to be brave. I was taught as a young boy to be brave, and now I'm like... <laughs> Everyone's just being mean to me, and now this girl's being mean to me, and I thought she was trying to help me, like, this is... Yeah, and then Mary's like, I am trying to help you, and you're not listening, you're not listening, bro. You're not listening, you flannel, you flannel. That's what it is. Anyway. Yeah, so yeah, they trade insults, um, and she comes up with some your mum insults. (laughs) And then, you know, he's like, cool, thanks for that, and he's feeling much more confident, and he's had a boost of serotonin, and she's like, great, I'm gonna go back to the He feels like she had nothing to be afraid of in the first place, because he feels like such a cinnamon roll that she could have just, like, said hi, and then moved up the tree, and he would have been like, oh, hi, a friend who wasn't mean. Okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah, she probably would have just had to compliment him, and he would have been like, oh, I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, she went on her merry way back to Valhalla. Back to Valhalla, no, and then that ch- that story ended with the greatest moment because we got a Gundakeen hug because he like that's she right. got there and Halfborn was like you reckless I cannot believe like where have you been half witted yeah basically like so worried that he's insulting her and she just like runs up and crushes him in a hug and like buries her face in his chest and she just goes I know you are but like you're one to talk and like all of that kind of you know it's just very half-hearted aggression but she's like. And she's like, I missed you too, and I was so stressed. I had to walk through a fart cloud. <laughs> Console me. <laughs> Cuties! I love yeah. it. And then we get to Half One's story. Adorable. And Half One's story is basically him just being like, look at all my muscles. <laughs> Which is great. Because muscles we're like, and rage. <laughs> he feels very much like Snotlap in this. He does, like, that fucking story. funny. Yeah, because he is also a sweetheart, and he is getting into his arts and crafts, and he's making a big mural mosaic for uh, Mallory for their anniversary of their first their first battle? Yeah. Yeah, and so it's a mosaic of their first battle as a couple, I think. No, I think it's just their first battle. Oh, either way. He's making a mosaic for their first battle, but he needs, like, some good colours, so he needs some dragon scales. Some specifically quality. Specifically from Vanaheim dragons because they come in golds and reds and oranges and they're pretty. Yeah, and so he's like, well, obviously they would be the best, and I can only have the best for my Mallory. Yeah, obviously. So then well, he goes, here's Mallory. Yeah. So then he goes to Vanaheim and gets some help from a very helpful but very chatty man named like Jeff or something. I don't know his name. Steve. My name is Jeff. And then Miles. I think it's Miles. Yeah. And then they walk for miles and miles. Five hundred miles now. <laughs> to see these dragons because Miles is like, oh my god, no, you can just go up and like take some. Like they weren't, they weren't mine. And literally him just being like, well, it feels like stealing if I'm not challenged. God. Yeah, half one is like, this is too easy, and I don't like it. And then who comes running through and wakes up all the dragons? Thor by kicking them. <laughs> Yeah, he basically like, runs through them and you're like, you're here sleeping. And then is like, yes, a challenge because Miles tells him, oh, wait, you're not from here. They'll probably attack you. See, so my like, bet, my bet it wasn't the kicking that woke up the dragons. It was the fire cloud. And they were like, this is the place of the So yeah, then Half One goes like fucking berserk 
and like slices off all their heads and then rides a dragon up into the sky and then slices off its head and then drives the dragon into the ground and then does a superhero landing yeah and then miles is like horrified and he's like why would you do that he's literally like like, you have anger management (laughs) and half one's like proudly i know that's great isn't it he's like yeah but look what i did then he's like respectfully i would die I would have died in that situation. If I die here, I'm dead dead. Not like you guys. Yeah, and all the Vineers are like, but you killed the dragons. He was like, they're coming back, chill. He's like, obviously you guys know nothing. So, you know. You're supposed to ruin your peace-loving ways. You're too busy high and listening to jazz music. (laughs) Yeah, literally. So then he, um, yeah, he takes some colours all the way back to to Valhalla. And we don't get to see him give the mosaic to Mallory, but I'm assuming... Do you hear about the aftermath? Do we? Yeah. That's the beginning of Alex's story. Oh, right, of course. Yes. All the kissy noises. Yeah. Literally the phrase lock, lip locked was used. Yeah. So then what happens in Alex's story, Jack? What happens in Alex's story is we find out where Magnus is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which will give this whole time, if you've never read it before and you weren't expecting Magnus to not be in it. Yeah. You would be, like the whole time you'd be. It wondering, feels like they should have said something in the first. They story. should have because they wait till the last story to be like, yeah. "This is where Magnus is. That's why he's not here." And so, just if you're reading it for the first time throughout these eight stories, you should be going, "Where the fuck is Magnus?" Literally, <laughs> it's finally explained, and Alex, being Alex, is like because literally the phrase was used. I had to get out of there because they were, um, Mallory was showing her appreciation to Halfborn, being like lip locked with them. And yeah. he, they say the phrase, um, he says the phrase, I almost missed Magnus. Almost! Almost! But he was busy with Annabeth though. He went on a road trip to go and see her. Anyway, gets back to his room and he's babysitting Jack. Yeah, he would never say the phrase babysitting in front of Jack, obviously. He's much too sensitive for that. <laughs> But he's babysitting Jack. <laughs> yeah. And um, Alex is just chilling. She, she now. She's now she. She has a subtle shift, um, which is stated in the story. And but anyway, Jack's just chilling, sleeping, and then all of a sudden wakes up in a kerfuffle and is like, oh my god. The- I've heard through the underground <laughs> weapons network. <laughs> yeah. And then Alex is like, hold up, hold up. No, she like, she like matches his drum and she's like, oh my god, there's an underground weapons network? <laughs> and Jack's like, of course, this is how I found out. And she's like, okay, wait, but it gets worse, Alex. <laughs> anyway, and Sir is on the rise. Yeah, he's, he's been sneak sneak again. Yeah, he's he's been a sneaky link, and he's getting. He's still being a sneaky link. Well, he's linking <laughs> with us. Uh, he's linking up with a bunch of people, and he's like, "Yo, follow me, bitches." <laughs> and they're like, "I do like that. I do like that." Magnus kind of started with Sert, and this is the last thing that we have about the Magnus Chase series. Yeah, and it, it's to do with Sert. So yeah, I like that bookend. Yeah ever looming threat in years you know <laughs> anyway um yeah and so jack's like well he's on the rise and obviously i can't go and defeat him because mm. hello the um lure of him is just gonna make me you know i can't resist it without magnus's help i need literally. magnus there to literally hold me back. he's just so hot <laughs> he's like i literally need magnus yeah, there because he lives at muscle Sorry. Literally needs Magnus to hold him back. So, Alex is on a mission to go to the Fire Realm, um, which before she goes, she decks herself out in 
a new attire that is fireproof, makes it herself, uses magic. Yay! Yeah, yeah. She's like, I'm obviously not as which, talented as half, but I need to go into that a little good. bit. We never questioned how she animated Pottery Barn no. in The Ship of the Dead. We never questioned it. We were like, yeah, that seems like something would happen. But in she's this one, she's like, no, I have like a little bit of magic. Like Loki taught me. That's just outside of just like shape shifting. She taught me some magic, and you're and like, like oh, oh, okay. Well, that makes a bit more sense then. You know? It makes sense, but I'm still like, okay, <laughs> I don't really care how you go to life. Pot- I feel like we were too focused on the drama of the moment. You know, we were much too got to defeat a stone. Sorry, no such thing as too focused on the on Alex. Alex and Magnus yeah. drama because how especially when like that whole situation was just like encompassed by the banter of the garlic bagel. Oh, top tier. Top so beautiful. Top tier. Anyway, he's kissing you, Magnus. I mean, I'm not kissing you. TJ, are you kissing him? <laughs> no. Why is nobody kissing me? <laughs> what do you mean? This is an option. Why am I not getting smooches? Just <laughs> <laughs> so imagine him getting back to the boat and Halfborns are even doing all the jobs, so Magnus is like, Halfborn! Kiss me. <laughs> and he's like, no. To, for the good of the boat. Hoffman's like, no. I only kiss TJ. He's like, what? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no, I only kiss TJ. Nobody else. Sometimes Mallory. Fine, we'll kiss Mallory. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, where's I going with this? So, yes, off she goes into to into the fire That's realm. The line. That one, the fire realm, to go and deal with. Fire <laughs> Yeah. And she's changing back and forth from bugs, shape shifting, so that they won't notice that she's there. And then she, wi- and so Sert's using his manipulation tactic with his hypnosis voice, and she's in there sowing deceit and s- deceit, sowing chaos and sowing doubt into these yeah. people's brains. And it's like, you know, you're the destroyer of worlds, and but why would you want to start Ragnarok? Because once Ragnarok's done, the world will already be destroyed. You'll have no purpose. Like, yeah. <laughs> that kind yeah. of jazz. Well, not quite, because it is supposed to be reborn afterwards, just without the Ace here in the video. Yeah. But she, they don't know that, and yeah. so she's being like, hello? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And so I actually do have some information about the people that she's talking to. Yeah. They're all minor gods who we didn't meet in the series, but are meeting now. Yeah. So there's Holla. Alex's story was a little bit longer, just yeah. so that we could include Because her. she's amazing. Um, so the first one, there's Holla, which, depending on, like, there are two gods that this could be talking about, and one is actually Ulla, who we did talk about earlier, but I know that you won't remember because I didn't remember. Yeah. So Ulla is, uh, he is the Lord of the Frost and the King of Winter, yeah. and he is basically a mysterious, like, shadowy spirit. He's known as the Holder of the Oath Ring and the Silent One. Uh, he's a master archer and a hunter and a brilliant skier. And as he skis through the heavens, he leaves stars in his wake. Aww. And he controls the um, Northern Lights. Ah, Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, yes, he I is the... Join <laughs> he's the god of justice and dueling. Okay. A jewel! <laughs> <laughs> Bridgerton who? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, allegedly, if you invoke his name before a duel, it brings you good luck. Okay. Uh, Yes. And so when he's not zipping about the snow on his skis, then he travels in a ship made of bone. Hang on. So wait, you just have to say, Hala! Yeah. (laughs) Before you fuck somebody. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. So it's Hala, it's not a duel. (laughs) 
so then, uh, yeah, he travels in a ship made of bone, and he also has associations with death. And so the other god named Hola is basically the god of death and of the wild hunt. Okay. Yeah. And so he brings he destruction and diseases and disasters, and he drags people to his dungeon where he tortures them to death. Fun. Yeah. I kind of like him more. <laughs> I'm liking Hola, because that's just really funny. Yeah. Hi. Uh, so then there's uh, Snotra. Or Snotra. <laughs> no, no. And Snotra is the goddess of wisdom, self-discipline, and prudence. She is known as... She's, she's known for being high and courteous. She's a prude. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> she she is a maiden of uh, Frigga, who one of the other goddesses in this who was never given a name. She was the maiden of Frigga, so they kind of split it into two people okay. in the story. Anyway, so she is a goddess that should be worshipped as a high-ranking goddess because she is the goddess of wisdom, but she isn't. But she is one of the few goddesses who dies at Ragnarok. Aww. Yeah. And then the only other thing that I could find about her is that her sacred animal is a puffin. Like the bird? Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. Uh, and so then one of the other gods who was named in this scene is Forseti, mm-hmm. who is known as the presiding one. And he is the god of justice and reconciliation. Right. He is a son of Balder and Nana. And basically... And Nana? Who's Nana? Balder's wife. Okay, okay. She's the one who, like, died, who, who, like, cried at his pyre and then, like, died at his feet. And then they put her on the pyre as well. Oh, okay. set her off. Right. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so Facetti is basically, um, he, like, he's, like, the god of, like, courts. And so, like, if you have a, a dispute to settle, he will he will make sure that you're all reconciled properly. Oh, he's, like, a lawyer. Like a judge. Yeah, kind of, yeah. 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 And then the last one is uh, Lovin. <laughs> and Lovin, her name is, is just, like, perfect. Yeah. Because she is the goddess of arranged marriages. <laughs> um... She puts people together who ain't getting any loving from anybody else. <laughs> yeah, she is known as the comforter or the mild, and she's known as the loving. Mm. She is described as gentle in manner and as an arranger of marriages, even when they've been forbidden. So, star-crossed lovers, she's like, I love you guys. Yeah, I, I love this together. Let's get let's make this happen, you know? What's the bet she likes around the hour, Juliet? <laughs> yeah. So, in one bit of prose i can't remember who wrote it um it said that she is so gentle and so good to invoke that she has permission from the all father and frig to arrange unions between men and women even if earlier offers have been received and unions have been banned from her name comes the word love meaning permission as well as high praise interesting yeah so basically if we're talking like bridgerton seeing as you mentioned it before yeah if a woman's like promised to someone else or like betrothed or like they have an understanding yeah and she wants to get out of it because she loves the stable boy yeah love and can make that happen they all they have to do is pray to her and she's like oh my god you guys are so cute together i just want it smooch you know? so she's first to see it happen yeah and then she's also the duke yeah and daphne yeah, so she's the yeah, goddess behind good. forbidden sexual liaisons as well, um, especially between star-crossed lovers who are not meant to be in a sexual relationship with each other. Okay. Yeah. So Which I think is... In- so she is the goddess behind forbidden sexual liaisons, especially between star-crossed lovers who are not meant to be in a sexual relationship with each other. So I was about to say, because Wrong. this comes from a mythology from a very religious christian time yeah 
can we say that Lovin is like a pride goddess? Because she's like, well. Oh, that's what you mean. Well, yes. this says you guys can't be together. But I say. Go for it. I say you can. And I have yes. a from Odin and Frigg. So she's the let's ally. do whatever we want. She is the ally. She's the ally. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And so that's, those are who we meet. Yeah. No. And so those are who Alex is going around being like, you shouldn't do this. Like all, all gods, apart from maybe Hola, if we go with the death god, all gods <laughs> like do not, bo- do not benefit from Ragnarok happening at all. I was sitting in Especially, room. especially Snotra. She does not benefit from Ragnarok happening or hastening because she dies at Ragnarok. Yeah. She's like, And she would know that. She's like, why am I here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hollywood because would, nobody's prude anymore. So Hollywood would like, benefit from it because he'd be like, "Well, I'm the death god, so like, death was great, you know." <laughs> Whereas like, Facetti probably doesn't because like he's got no one to like help reconcile, you know. He's got no one to judge over. Yeah, no one to preside over. And Lovin, there's no reason for her to be there because if 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 she's if she's hastening Ragnarok. Babe, you're missing out on so many great couples that you could be, like, putting together. Yeah. Well, it's, I feel like she's, like, an in-between. She's, like, and well, I guess the future's a question mark, whereas before that, she's, like, I definitely have people. Like, I definitely have a job, whereas the future's a risk. <laughs> so, yeah. let's not go to Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, my God, she's just like me. She's, like, i got a <laughs> steady gig right here. Yeah, let's why not. would I give it up? Just because you might have something better? Sorry, it's not concrete enough for me. Yeah. No, much too, it's much too flaky a future. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's who Alex is trying to convince that, um, what's-his-face, Search is a bad guy. Yeah, and so because of all these red flags, it's really easy for her to so yeah. discontent. Seeds of doubt. Seeds of doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, once he kind of realises... He might even ...who Alex is... She like manages to disarm him and like All get her, herself. yeah, mm-hmm. and get the her garrote around his neck, and then she the other gods, nose again. The other gods like basically disappear, and then she's like, "Fuck right, how am I gonna get out of this?" And then she's like starting to panic, but then all of her friends drop. So sans Magnus, so it's fine. And they're all like, "Oh my god, we heard you're in trouble, but you're like, you're, you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> you're doing amazing." And <laughs> she's like, "Actually, I could use some help." I just love that they show up and they're like, "Oh, do do you do this?" And she's like, "Yeah." Just, you know, just like, I had a fight. around his neck, but, like, as soon as I let go, it's not going to be good. <laughs> like, so I've got him maintained at the moment, but sure. Yeah. It's like that episode in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Terry's just getting back into the field and he's taken on six guys at once and Boyle and Charles. Yeah. Boyle and Charles! <laughs> Jake and Charles just take the one. <laughs> like, yeah. We just got this one guy. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's great. That's the rest of the crew. Alex yeah. did all the heavy lifting. Yeah. They did the finessing. And I was like, yeah. Teamwork! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then, yes, Alex does slice off his baby nose because it was in the midst of growing back. And then she's like, Jack and Magnus send their regards. <laughs> and she goes, and I'm going to keep your fire sword because it's sick and I yeah. want it. But basically, like, when all the crew gets there... <laughs> I just like that Rick described it as they hogtied search. So like they put his hands and his feet together and like hung them up. <laughs> he was about to roast it over a fire. <laughs> Which is funny because he's in the fire realm. <laughs> hogtied it. That's hilarious. Yeah. 
And so I'm just, like, imagining, like, you know, there's only so long you can hold your head up for when you're hogtied like that. And so, like, letting go of me and, like, I'm just, like, stuck here. <laughs> just uh, hang here until somebody lets me go. Yeah. Kind oh, of similar to... And you drove away all their friends. <laughs> kind of similar to in Thor Ragnarok when Thor is, like, hanging from the ceiling in the very beginning of the movie. He's talking to Surt in that in that <laughs> section and he's ah! like wait wait for me to come back around <laughs> I swear I'm not moving <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my crown oh, I thought that was just a really big, really big eyebrow, eyebrow. <laughs> this is my crown <laughs> alright seems I just need to knock that big eyebrow off your head and take it back to Asgard yeah it's, it's a great. funny movie <laughs> it's a really funny movie so yeah, and that's pretty much all that I have to say about Nine from the Nine Worlds. Yeah. Kind of disappointing, but also some parts were really funny. Hang on, did... Yeah, Thor did show up, but he was just out the window. Yeah. He just ran by, he didn't do anything, and nobody no. cared. No. And then the last little half a page is him being like, I did it, I ran through the Nine Worlds, but I forgot to turn on my Fitbit. So I have to do so it again. So it doesn't count. <laughs> and like, now I have to do it again if I want to get on the show. Yeah. So he's got to reload that playlist. And then so you're like, rock, rock, rock. I said a rock, a rock, a rock, a rock. I rock, a rock, a rock, a rock, a rock. rock. How could I give you jump scares like that? You'd be like, Jesus. Yeah, and that's the end of our Magnus read. You know what's next, Joe? Oh, God. Just crying is what's next. What's to come? Eight chapters is what we're jumping we're, okay so we're jumping straight into off, you know? we're jumping we pushed it back for two years we can't anymore we're jumping straight into Heroes of Olympus what, a year year and a bit whatever we're jumping straight into Heroes of Olympus we're charging full bore and we're just gonna plow through this book yeah Look, I don't regret doing I don't regret doing Kane and Magnus because, no not at all because nobody really reads them and no. I feel like you know I feel well, like it's good. I, what I like, I like that we took that route because, yes, nobody really reads them, and to keep people, you know, coming back. Are you entertained? Yeah. yeah. Well, because yes, those series were entertaining and they're really good and they're overlooked, and we brought them. And back, we did have multiple we messages had, from people being like, "I have never read this before, and I want to keep listening to you, so I'm going to keep reading these as you're reading them." So yeah. I was like, oh, thanks. You're like, that's great, and well, we love that. And um, it also, with the guarantee, it's like, we are definitely going to read Heroes of Olympus, but we're doing yeah. these guys first. Like, Percy's coming back. Yeah. God, we did a Rickroll. <laughs> He's coming <laughs> back, you guys. <laughs> Stay in tune. Yeah, eventually. Look, but also, if we'd done Heroes first, there is a very good chance that we would have run out of steam before getting to Kane and Magnus, because... When you get to the end of Heroes of Olympus, there's not a whole lot of light left at the end of the no, tunnel. No, it really okay. drains it There's not a you. whole lot. Yeah. It vacuums it right out of your soul. And you're, you're really, like, Ugh. That's what we have to look forward to. Yay! I feel, like, I feel like I'm hoping that I'm saying that it's going to be bad so that it's not as bad. I feel like if I build it up as this huge, terrible thing... If you set when, your expectations super low. Yeah, <laughs> so that when we actually read it, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Here's that the thing, is my hope. Is that... I'll be like, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. No, well, here's the thing, is that I didn't actually hate Heroes as much as you did, but that was because you did a lot of fact-checking. I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you read a whole series. I'm hoping to ignore that part of my brain when we read them, but it's not going to happen. And then, you, and then you read a whole rewritten series that was the new and improved version. It was wasn't the whole thing. It was like a couple of chapters of the first one. Yeah. And the second one. When you already it was said really it, good, it was though. ten times better. Yeah, it was. Oh, I'll send it to you. No, I won't. 
I don't want to... Because you will conflate the two and be like, wait, but didn't this happen? <laughs> yeah, I will do that. I'm very bad at it. Yeah. I mean, I'm good at conflating stuff because I have a terrible memory. That's why I'm like, you're allowed to read fanfiction about something once you've finished with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, finish it first. Yeah. Then you can read fanfiction because you get confused. Thank you. <laughs> Even right now, I do the same thing because I'm listening to a um, an Akatar fan theory, like all SJM fan theory podcasts at the moment, and... Chiggy is, like, doing a very close reread of all of the books, and she's pointing out stuff that, like, obviously, I, I'm i like, yeah, put it together for me, because, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to it. I won't read it again. Like, it's a lot of work. I will read the series again, probably, but just not, not now. Yeah. All the series. All the series. And so she's, like, coming up with... I won't read Throne of Glass again. She's, like, coming up with all of these. You might have to, because it's a TV show coming. Um, that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Anyways, so she's coming up with, like, all of these theories with all of this quote-unquote evidence from the books, and it's starting to confuse me a little bit, because I'm like, wait, but is that is that your plan for what's happening, or or is that Sarah's plan? I don't Like, is that canon, or are you just making it up? And so it's gotten to a point where, like, I need, like, a separate law for just her podcast to be like, okay, this was the theory from this podcast, because then she, like, takes them from episode to episode. You need to show her working. No, she's very good at showing her working, but she takes her theories from one episode to the next, and so, like, she might, in episode 20, recall from episode two being like remember that thing we talked about yeah this relates to this and i'm like your theories are building on your theories it's confusing me but it's also so intelligent and it's (laughs) better than i could ever do but it's also confusing me about the canon so i'm gonna have to reread them yeah especially because like i'm rereading a court of silver flames with another akatar podcast that i'm (laughs) listening to at the moment which is just a reread podcast and it's also very good but it means that like because that's the latest Akatar book that we have, when Chicky on the Theory one comes up with, what's coming in Akatar? I'm like, wait, but was that a real thing? Or, like, where are you building this? Like, she she mentions pages and, like, chapters and everything of each book that she's talking about. And so it's, like, very... She's like, I want you to make sure that I'm she's actually like, reading from the text. Yeah. Literally, she's like, please fact check me, because I work so hard. And I'm like, fair enough. I love that. That's it cute. sounds like her entire life, which is, <laughs> which is good for her. Um... Yeah, but I'm... Twisting my chair! I'm fucking sorry! (laughs) Anyway, and so... (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm just, like, confusing myself, which is what I fear will happen with you if you read too much fanfiction about certain things. You say that like I have time to read. I'm a very slow reader, okay? I say that, but then also, yeah, you come back to things and you're like, I don't remember anything about anything, so (laughs) let's go (laughs) blank blank page, you know? I don't remember anything about here. Okay. No, I don't remember anything about Lost Heroes or the first book because I read it. Wow, okay, so in the first episode, should we do a Joe's predictions for the series? Probably. <laughs> I think. Oh my god, we can recall the old format from the Kane books and be like, Joe, what's going to happen next? If you tell me they need to eat lunch one more time, I will slap you. Well, they need to have a nap, that's for sure. I didn't say lunch and you just kicked me! <laughs> I know, you didn't say what you were going to say and I didn't do what I was going to do. Yeah, the only thing I remember is that Tali is afraid of heights. Spoiler! It said it in the Percy series! But yeah, so chapters 1 to 8 of the Lost Hero, that's what you guys have to look forward to next week. Fun right. times. And we have to do book club next week, I'm so excited. Kate said, Kate said she's gonna um, add a, not annotate, bookmark my book for me because all the chapters are in Roman numerals. I can't read that! And today was like, Joe, we have to read chapters 1 to 8 for the next episode. And I was like, but I know it's in Roman numerals, so I said one to eight, but I will bookmark it for you because you will not know where to stop. <laughs> I'll just keep going, going, or I won't even be there. Okay, am I done? Am I finished yet? You've read three chapters. Ah, oh, fuck it! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 
That's what it's gonna be. Yeah. This is gonna be hard. Cause you know what it means? It's cause they're hot. <laughs> it's cause, cause we're doing this, it's, we're doing this in longer segments so that we have shorter episodes, so longer readings. That would be the only book that we do that for. All I know. Them be short. I know, but what it means is, is that I won't be able to just read it the night before we oh, do. No, I'm gonna not. have to actually schedule reading time throughout the week. Yeah. And so for however long it takes us to finish this book, it's basically gonna be the only book that I read. That and my guys, Joe is having to put in effort for our podcast for the first time ever. For the first time ever, I'm not used to it. <laughs> Some forethought is going to have to go into what she's doing. But you're not going to be able to read it too far in advance because you'll forget what happened. I will forget what happened. <laughs> you like, I read that at 10 o'clock at night. I don't remember what Hey, <laughs> tell me. And I'll be like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> That's pretty much how podcast goes. <laughs> yeah, I give you homework. You go, my dog ate it. <laughs> Sometimes I have interesting things to say. This is very true. Very rarely. <laughs> but mostly I'm just... I'm just seeing the future right now, and it's just going to be you being like, "Fucking, I hate this book." <laughs> You're going to do that too. You make it no, sound I'm like not. I'm not. I'm, not. I'm making a definitive statement. If I use the word hate, I have to do five push-ups. Okay. Specifically in relation to the Lost Hero, not with the rest of the series. That right. is my stipulation. Because I do dislike it more than the rest. Ha <laughs> ha. That's what, not the word. What if it's? Like valid reasons to hate something. Say there's misogyny in there. Well, then I don't have to do push-ups because those are things we're allowed to hate. Homophobia. Yeah, we're allowed to dislike those. Correct. We're allowed to hate them. Yeah. Okay, so come back next week, guys. Yay! Um, yeah, if you want to send us a cheery note, if you want to send us an email that, like Fiona did, then we are uh, damnsnackbarpod at alex.com. And if you want to find us on the Instagrams or the Twitters, then we are at damnsnackbarpod. If you want to find us on the Tiggity Talk, we are katie.damnsnackbarpod. Joe, where can they find all of our personals? Oh my god, guys, you can find it linked below. <laughs> linked below. Come back next week, 1 to 8, The Lost Hero. See you Get excited. And in Roman numerals, it's still one day, but I can't read them. <laughs> Is that what it's going to look like? No. Oh, okay. Because that's not a real one. Oh. <laughs> anyway, see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>